the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. Oh, my goodness, these history revisionists are driving me nuts. Does does it bother you, these people that are trying to rewrite history because everything in history is not what they want, what they like? And so they're trying to make it like history doesn't exist. You know? Okay. The Holocaust was really, 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 really bad. So let's just pretend it never existed, okay? Let's never, ever speak the name of Adolf Hitler because he was a bad dude. He was really bad. So let's pretend that he didn't exist, and let's pretend that the Holocaust didn't exist. That will make everything all better. Um, This is what the historical revisionists are trying to do. They're trying to erase huge swaths of international history, and particularly American history. Like, for instance, right here in the state of Ohio. Now, if somebody had asked me this morning, who is the founder of the University of Cincinnati? If my life depended upon it. If I couldn't get on the internet, I could never come up with Charles McMicken. Could you? How many of you knew that Charles McMicken was the founder of the University of Cincinnati? Well, he wasn't exactly the founder. He donated the property for the University of Cincinnati. So he wasn't even technically the actual founder of the school. He just, he donated the property. He was a wealthy man. And because he was a patron of the University of Cincinnati, there are a couple of buildings on the campus that bear his name. Well, that's going to be in the past tense very quick. Yes, In fact, the University of Cincinnati will be forbidden to even use his name. No one will be able to refer to Charles McMicken. There will be none. There will be no um, plaque anywhere on campus, no building named after him, etc., etc., etc. Because on June 29th, the university's Board of Trustees approved a motion And I'm quoting, to remove any mention of Charles McMicken. 
Why? Oh, you've you've already guessed. It is believed that he owned enslaved persons in the 19th century. Now, was that a bad thing? Yes. Now, I keep telling you this. You must interpret history in the context of the times. You must interpret history in the context of the times. If you don't, you're not going to understand history, and you're going to just pretend that a great deal of history didn't exist. Um, the uh, University of Cincinnati is approximately 8% African-American. And again, on June 29th, the university voted, the uh, board of trustees voted to, again, quote, remove any mention. Can't even talk about him. Charles McMicken. Yeah, the, uh, the move was pushed by uh, University of Cincinnati President Neville Pinto. Now, Mr. Pinto, this is kind of interesting because a few years ago, he was saying something completely different. But because the culture around him has become more woke and because more pressure has been placed on him, he has changed his opinion, and now he is out there pushing. we got to remove his memory. In a June 27th statement, President Pinto said canceling McMicken was a critical step. Listen to this. Canceling McMicken was a critical step on our journey to becoming a more diverse, inclusive and welcoming community. I have written in big letters out in the margin. How? By pretending that this guy didn't exist? How is that a critical step on our journey to becoming a more diverse, inclusive, and welcoming community? What practical thing will the removal of this man's name Provide a more diverse, inclusive, and welcoming community. And the answer is nothing. It won't accomplish anything. It may, except make some far-left, wacko, loony leftists happy. He went on, quote, Though the audiences differ, the message remains much the same. The prominence of McMicken's name on campus and the symbolism of exclusion it represents is holding us back from creating and sustaining a full sense of belonging for all. Why? Because his name is on the campus? It is, and I'm quoting, it is holding us back from creating and sustaining a full sense of belonging for all. What kind of law-law land do these people exist in? We're going to tear down a statue and everything's going to be okay. We're going to rip down this plaque and everybody is going to be happy and feel inclusive. It's nuts. Quote, McMicken, who died in 1858, bequeathed the land 
worth then almost a million dollars, to the University of Cincinnati to build two colleges for the education of boys and girls. Uh, The university noted in 1995 that McMinkin was a paradoxical man, to say the least. He was a slave owner, yet he provided land to free people of color. He also donated money to African Americans who wanted to resettle in Liberia. And by the way, upon his death, in his will, was the freedom of all of the slaves that he owned. Should he have owned any slaves? Of course not. But if you don't interpret history in the context of history, you're going to do dumb things like that. Talk about cancel culture. So the guy who actually gave the land for the University of Cincinnati, his name is forbidden on the campus. And these people are so dumb that they really think that forbidding the mention of somebody's name is going to make everything okay. Uh, No. It's actually going to cause more division, more strife, and will do nothing to promote inclusion. But it's not just secular schools like the University of Cincinnati. We got something similar happening at Wheaton College. Yes, yeah, I've got that story next. Wait till you hear what they're doing at Wheaton College. Once one of the finest evangelical schools in America, well, they have begun quite some time ago to lean to the left. And they're continuing to lean and lean heavily. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. Welcome back to Bobberty Live. Cancel culture is, well, it's everywhere. And the, uh, the thought is, if we erase history, we can change history. Yeah, just, we, you know, just like using a magic eraser. If we just erase certain parts of history, we're going to change history. Like tearing down the statues down in the south, taking this name down, renaming this building, renaming that building because, well, the person for whom the building was named was not perfect. They found something wrong in their life. And if we can just erase their memory, we can pretend that what they did didn't happen. It's ludicrous. And by the way, it's very new. Uh, well, I'll, I'll take that back. It is not new at all. Uh, I remember a quick story. Uh, if you're a regular listener at all, you know that I've been to the country of Moldova many times. 
I think more than 20 times, speaking at a wonderful youth camp. By the way, their teen camp is going this week. Pray for them. Uh, They've not been able to have a real camp for the last two years, almost three years because of COVID. And they've got almost 300 teenagers at camp this week. And uh, part of my heart is there in that camp. But anyway, when I first started going to Moldova, it was not long after the Iron Curtain had fallen and Moldova was no longer a part of the old Soviet Union. For many years, the country of Moldova was a part of the Soviet Union under the iron-fisted control of Russia and the Soviet Union. Well, when the Soviets took over, one of the first things they did was to destroy all of the previous history. The statues, the buildings. So much of Moldovan history was destroyed. It's gone forever. And uh, not only that, if you go to Europe, uh, any country, you're going to find churches and cathedrals. Uh, I'll never forget going to what's called the Black Cathedral in Romania. It was built in the 1100s, not Moldova. The uh, Russians and the uh, Soviets, I don't know why Moldova, more than other countries, they basically destroyed every church in the country. So they had beautiful, beautiful churches. They're all gone. The uh, Soviets, the communists, destroyed past history. Well, that's what the cancel culture people are doing here in America. So it's not really new. It's just new here in America. All right. Wheaton College. In October of last year, Wheaton College created a task force to, quote, conduct a historical review of race. Now, is racism a problem? Yes. Do we have some real blots in our American history concerning race and slavery and so forth? Yes, we do. And we should not ignore them. We should not pretend that they didn't exist. And because of that, you don't just rip down statues and names and pretend that it didn't happen. But Wheaton College, because of pressure from, and I'm quoting, a collective of BIPOC students and alumni. That's black, indigenous, and people of color. BIPOC students and alumni. They confronted the administration and said, you've got to get rid of anything that even smacked of racism at any time in their past. Quote, the committee was formed in October and is continuing its work. A goal of the study is to determine, in the view of the supremacy of Jesus Christ, what aspects of this history need to be celebrated more intentionally or lamented more deeply, or repented of more specifically. Okay. Well, I am a firm believer in repentance. I really am. But I don't feel I have any need to repent for something I didn't do and I wasn't a part of, or my family wasn't a part of. 
This led to ridiculous things like, if you remember last year, the uh, five American missionaries that were killed in Ecuador back in 1956, the result was the movie Through Gates of Splendor. Incredible thing. Well, at least some, maybe all of them, were graduates of Wheaton, and there has been for many years a plaque to their honor, to their memory. But there was the word savage. Well, the people who killed those five American missionaries were savages. They were. Now, many of them accepted Christ as Savior. But it was determined that that word was offensive, and so the plaque was removed. This is just the beginning of changes at Wheaton College to try to erase certain portions of their past. Here's my honest comment. Wouldn't it be more beneficial to be open and honest and say this person or that person had a problem with this and this and this? Now, their name is on that building because they accomplished many wonderful things. They were a fallen human being, and we can learn from their mistakes. Wouldn't that be more beneficial than just trying to erase their memory and pretend that they didn't exist? You know, who built that building? Uh, well, uh, <clears throat> we, uh, we, we can't talk about that. It's ridiculous, and it accomplishes nothing. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.